Hello. Hello. Welcome to episode 50 of Incompletely Articulate. I'm sure you know by now from the 49 previous episodes, but we each wrote a poem for you in the last week, and then we performed for you. And today's an even number, so it's Phil's turn to go first. Have you got something celebratory? It seems to have been a bit of a pattern of late, but I don't completely know what this means. Brilliant. Let's find out. Let's manufacture memories, let's reach inside my head, and where the fog's too thick to see, we'll look at these instead. Erect enormous dressing screens and canvases and posters, pontificate elusive scenes we'd like to see the most as fingertips dip into pools of dripping dayglow poured like puddles, and cause these tools aren't fine, our strokes are broad. The images lack details and the figures quite abstract, but often what you see fails to present the exact images of how things were, despite your best intentions, cause reality tend to occur in more than two dimensions. We'll daub them on with verve, we'll collaborate in colour, but moments that deserve more reverence are duller, because it's all about contrasting and it's all in the composition. I'll let you add one last thing in a prominent position, then we'll step back and notice how even our perfect, perfect tense is imperfect. Hey, do you remember that time when I would only read something we've represented by a sequence of green triangles. Hey, do you remember that time when you would only eat? What? Well, it must have been something quirky. Look at all the pink. Hey, hey, do you remember when we purple spiral in what's either a greenhouse or a field and it made you orange smear in my direction? Good times. Hey, do you remember that time you looked amazing? I mean, you didn't look like that, but then I don't remember how you looked, only the way the way you looked made me feel. Hey, do you remember that bit over there that's so painful to recall, you left it almost blank. Future foundations built upon the past we painted beginning it, and like a leaf by niggle then, we'll soon end up living in it. Wow. I think that's your best one in a while, actually. Thank that's you. really, really good. I really liked it. I liked the way the sort of the rhythm sort of changed throughout it for like, and it sort of it felt like the like the way you read it out like really reflected the content in a way that like came across as really thoughtful. I really liked it. Thank you. Yeah, I think I'd perform it reasonably. I think well, you did. If yeah. I wasn't massively confident with it. Mm. Again, it's coming back to this recurring problem I have with reality, I think. Okay. I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing or says worrying things about my psyche or anything, but probably all of those. But you know, you're writing it out, aren't you? Kind of, if you're going to have some sort of existential crisis, it's probably best to do it in the form of a free poetry podcast than to go home and be like that around your family. Yeah. I'd sort of started and then I realised exactly how I wanted it to end. And it was all about trying to find a way of getting there. Because as soon as, as soon as I started thinking about painting, I started thinking about a leaf by niggle. So yeah, I had to get there. Is that uncommon for the way you normally write? Do you normally come up with the end bit at the end, or? I don't know. I don't. I mean, not always, but often I'll just start and I'll see where yeah. it takes me. Or often I'll expect that I'm going to end up somewhere, and I end up somewhere completely different. Okay. Just wondering if it changed like your writing process, sort of having like a map this time. Have you found it harder or not? But again, I don't think I did have a map. I think I had a destination. Okay. Like when you can see something 
at all on the horizon and you know you can head vaguely in that general direction. Yes. I mean, we live in South London, that's presumably the TV mast at the top of the Yeah, hill. exactly, the Crystal Palace one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, don't stalk us. <laughs> I think that limits it to a pretty wide area. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, in other news, what do you have for us, mate? Okay, so, um, I'm sure that you all listened to last week's, um, which basically featured Phil doing, like, a particular type of poetry that we discussed and we referenced some other ones, didn't we? And it was about having, like, three lines of a rhyme and then another line and then sort of doing that throughout the whole thing. And basically I sort of looked, sort of skipped through to my poems from the last few episodes and realised that I haven't really done, like, anything that follows anything resembling a structure for a while. So I thought, well, I'll give myself that challenge for this. And, like, looking at it, it looks a bit like a collage slash poster because I didn't know what order I wanted to do things in, so I cut them all out and stuck it back together. Looks pretty. Yeah, it's good. I chose the coloured paper well. (laughs) Okay, so let's give this a go. It's called You Can Do Anything. You could see the stars in rocket ships. You could write an Oscar-winning script. You could navigate for naval ships. You can do anything. You could be the world's best dad. You could counsel people when they're sad. You could discover next week's fad. You can do anything. You could help a mother have her child. You could release tigers back into the wild. You could snapshot famous people's smiles. You can do anything. You could win a load of reality shows. You could model top designers' clothes. You could publish authors' heartfelt prose. You can do anything. You could run away across the stars. You could put the bad guys behind bars. You could find the cure for SARS. You could do anything. You could build hotels in outer space. You could discover a brand new place. You could help to solve a murder case. You can do anything. Yeah, and I really liked the switching back and forwards between uh, conditional and present tense. Thank you. I think there might actually be one in the telling of that where I said could do anything for the middle line, but that wasn't meant to be there, and it took a long time to record, so we're going to stick it in. But um, that was something I sort of decided I wanted to do quite early. And it's kind of, it's kind of positive for you. I, I don't know. mean that in a, you're always very depressing crap, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it is. I kind of, cause I sort of ended up sort of starting a few other things before I got to this. And I realised that, like, I wanted to approach the idea of what you could do or what you could be in perhaps a more literal and then kind of almost a more positive way that is in what could you do with your life rather than what could awful things could happen. Yeah, it's it's about the the limitless potential of the human experience. Really, yeah, exactly. It? Yeah, and I sort of wanted, I sort of focused on like, what jobs do you want when you're a kid? Like, what now seems ridiculous? And it was just like, well, just all of that stuff. And then I sort of, yeah, just sort of tried to put all of that in. But now I get what you were saying last week about it being a challenge because just that extra third line is just like another rhyme. Well, that rhymes. Uh, it makes the, like, two choosing that word more difficult than you would assume. Yeah, sometimes you think of a really good idea oh. for two things and you have to scrap it just because they recent to a good the idea. The one I wanted to put in was something like, you could live at number 10, that was going to be my thing. And then there was another one for, like, Secretary of State and, like, those brilliant ones, but I just couldn't get anything to work. These of those sound like words that it's hard to find a I know, for. they do, don't they? But I went through rhymezone.com and I can tell you that they are. And remember, it's not cheating to use a rhyming dictionary. It's definitely not. 